Good morning, Metroplex Hump Day Edition hump day. with the hump 6 a.m. club. Bobby Belt is coming in singing, energetic. I thought that you'd still be on a crash from landing on the team plane at around 3.30 yesterday morning. No, I'm still young. I'm not like you guys. Uh, I, I can bounce back. Uh, but yeah, I was. I was singing the old uh, MTV music mockumentary. I bet, I bet the tellers know that, the... I know my calculus. It says you plus me equals us. <laughs> he's singing all. The, he's singing all these different things. Uh, some told us saying that uh, they do know what Bobby's world is for Pepe. Yeah, Howie Mandel. Uh, Howie Mandel. So there you go with the five thirty opening to the show carrying over. All right, let's go inside the star. All What's the way inside. Going to happen with Bones, Jim. Jo- is it Jim or John? John. Or John. Yeah, Jim is a dang. You just get I call him Bones, but it's John. Yeah. yeah Jim is Jim is his father who's no away. longer with yeah. us. No longer with us. Bones Fossil, special teams coach. What went wrong with Brett Maher Monday night? I think the biggest thing for us is not to not to pretend like it didn't happen and just kind of move on. So uh, we addressed it from a you know, kind of what happened perspective and mentally and physically. And so then we talked about our plan this week. So we'll go through with a normal plan. You know, he kicks on Thursdays and Fridays of a normal game week, and we're going to treat this as a normal game week, even though we're a day short. So, you know, he was he was distraught, like I am. I share in all the players' agony, <laughs> like he should be. He's a competitor. You know, he knows that just a bad day at the office, and I have full confidence he'll rebound. So, f- yes, I mean, it's, it's part psychological for sure, you know, and I don't think there's anything physical. You know, the first two – if you asked him, he, he kind of, he didn't, he was a little bit lazy on the finish on the first one and then kind of towed the second one. He then said, damn. And then he kind of just overcorrected on the third one. And then, you know, the fourth one is just kind of part of the, the mental process of it. And then the, the third one. And then the fourth one. Any other fresh thoughts on this before we get to the conspiracy theory that's out there? No, I, I mean, it was interesting to me yesterday. You remember Mike had said during Crosstalk that, they would have been told in baseball by their psychological coaches, like, don't don't talk about it. Just ignore it. Like, pretend like it's not happening. And then Fossil saying they're doing the complete opposite, which is like, no, we're confronting it and we're addressing it. And Well, I think I think the difference there may be Bassett, I thought, was coming at it from a teammate's point of view. Like, Micah Parsons in Bassett's world should not go up to Brett and be like, we still believe in you. You're the, you're the guy. I think Bones is saying we, we have to, like, address it like – in the coordinator room, in the special teams room. I don't know that there's a more a position more sensitive to like the psycho, like psychology of it than kicker, like yeah. on the football. It's like room. a closer. I, yes. I mean, obviously, obviously, like quarterback it, is a high mental position, but in terms of just being able to execute your job yeah. at any level, psychology is so huge with the kickers. I know Christy Scales was on yesterday with uh, with G Bag, and she had said that. That Brian Anger had been using a spot, like a, a spot for the whole season. Well, the NFL cracked down on that this week. I I had seen that story. I didn't realize Anger was part of that. NFL cracked down and said, mm-hmm. you cannot do that. You guys, refs, watch for that. So that was a new change this week, too, was their little dot that he would yeah. spot the ball with. He but couldn't use that this was week. That, did he just blow up the conspiracy theory? That's the conspiracy theory. No. Okay. No. So Sorry. Thanks, Bobby. The conspiracy theory on the NFL. You know Good job, Peyton. Way to bring the music, Bobby. Little, little the karaoke version of X Files yeah. over there. Is it? <laughs> That's not the X Files. I theme. asked him to get X Files. Wait, turn it up. I want to hear it. This is definitely not the original. This is Muzak.
that's like a harp or something. Yeah, okay. it is a harp. I like it. But, um, <laughs> you know, outside of the idiots out there who said that Maher took the under. <laughs> uh, Point shaven. Yeah. Uh, the other one is, like Bobby said, that there was this official that had caught. Uh, there, there was there was an issue in the Giants Eagles game in Week 14, where you see the the holder pick up some foreign object after the kick. Hmm. Whether it's what are we you, talking about? Are we talking about it a, looked like the size of a quarter almost. Yeah, it's, just a, a it's like um, it's almost like a little like for grip. Not even. I think it's just like a, a spot. Like here's my mark, and so I take the ball and I know to set it right there. Okay. Like yeah. it's just kind of like. And act like basically X marks the spot. I know to put the ball here. So like every every kicker knows exactly where the ball is going to be, as opposed to like you know being in or out right. another inch or two. Uh, and then <laughs> they, and then they kind of right and they cracked down on it. And the report came out last week that they cracked down on this during the postseason. And officials were told, do not allow any foreign objects on the field. And if that is the case, did that play into this at all? I I think. If I that's mean, the case, let me let me interrupt real quick. Man, screw the National Football League. You can't make changes at the playoffs. You cannot make changes right before the playoffs like that. Right. I hate that if that's the case. Make the changes to start next year. Yes. You got all offseason to work on it. You can't be changing rules. Although, I guess they're changing the the the, the, uh, the overtime rules for the playoffs. But we knew going in. Yeah. We knew all along they were going to do that. Yeah. They didn't just say, okay, guys. So, you know, they didn't say yesterday, hey, guys, for the divisional round, new playoff, uh, new overtime format. Yeah, I think I, I need to go back and listen to it, but I'm I'm pretty sure. Okay, enough, enough with this music. I, I'm okay. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Christy said that was anger was doing that, and and that and so like yesterday was the first or the Monday game was the first time he wasn't able to, and yeah. so that was definitely a change. But Fossil doesn't sound like he's making that part of it at all. He's saying no, this is just psychological. Maybe it is, and and you know like it's interesting because you know Bassett was talking about from the teammate perspective and such, and I wonder if things have changed. You know, because he's in, in 15 years. You know, now you talk about your feelings now, right? You talk well, about what you're, you know, you, you do. Some of us do, yeah. you know, the the us, us, you know, real toxic masculine <laughs> people don't, but 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 uh, you know, you talk about your feelings now. You don't bottle them up inside and and then have a heart attack one day. Well, there's two different ways, right? Like you do something where you know that you've either embarrassed yourself and you walk into a room and everybody, you know, sometimes you want someone to break the ice and just be like, acknowledge it versus. I know everyone's thinking it. It's driving me crazy that everyone's looking at me yeah. and no one's saying anything to me about it. And, like, just, just someone say something. It was the story that we had a couple weeks ago. It was like, you know, how do you, if you embarrass yourself at the company holiday party or at a New Year's party, the right. next day when you go into work on Monday, do you, like, just act like it never happened to pull a Costanza? Right. Or do you just, hey, guys. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, what do you do? You just walk in there like it never happened? Yeah. So, I have that struggle with people when, like, they've got a family member who's sick or something where it's like, do they want to, do they not want it mentioned here? Oh, yeah. Like, they want to, uh, that, so it's that, I got, I got to imagine it's that same sort of dynamic. Like, how do I walk around this? And is yeah. it weird to not say it or is it weird to say it? And that's yeah, probably like, what they're running and, into. But then, and then if 11 teammates come up to you and, like, pat your butt, uh, is it like, Oh gosh! Like now, everyone's going overboard in terms of trying to make me feel good, you know. So that's yeah. the that's the little seesaw. Yeah. Like the you, you're going to talk about patting the butt, like McCarthy did, Kellen. <laughs> Go get us that fourth down, baby. Go get it, baby. No, Go it's like it. uh, you know, you can hide, you can hide from a drunken night out, hoping that everybody else forgot it too. <laughs> yeah. 
because they were also lubed. But mm. this, everyone, I mean, I don't think a player missed a field. I don't think a player missed this. They, they, know. they know. So Jerry, right after the game, was emphatic. We're not going to replace him. We're not changing kickers. Then Jerry, with us yesterday morning, was not as emphatic, kind of left a discussion open. Steven was on KMC, and they asked him about changing kickers. Oh, we'll just uh, obviously evaluate the situation. Won't make any comments on it right now. Uh, certainly all know that uh, hadn't been, uh, you know, typical uh, of his performances uh, this year. He's been a great kicker for us and fully expect him to respond and rebound and make his kicks going forward. Here's an updated poll question at 105.3 SS. 3,200 Tolos have voted. What do you want to do with the Maher situation for San Fran? Option A, the leader, Maher is still the guy, 62%. Option B, my solution, sign a second kicker just in case. That's 32%. Replace him outright, 5.5%. So 62, 32, and 5. Yeah, 62% uh, agrees with me and Choppy. Uh, We, once again... Uh, know the football around here, I think, is what we've established. Well, uh, fine. You guys want, you know. To, <laughs> that's to... our new show name. Know the football. Know the football. <laughs> know the, know know the, the ball. ball. All right. Uh, no, and the fan text is hitting up here saying what Christy had said yesterday. Do you have a, spare, was... do you have a spare tire in your car? Yes. Anger was. Uh, point, ang- point, point made. Ang- anger was. That's uh, my point. Anger was taking uh, hash mark grass, the white grass. And setting it down there to notice that it, and the official came up before the kick and brushed it off and said, "You can't do that." Wow! But that's not a foreign object. That's grass. I know he would take. He picked some out and would set it there, and they were like, "Nope, can't do that." Okay, so like, did they just implement this? Yeah, this past week. Yeah, it was literally coming into the playoffs. Okay, that doesn't change your mind whatsoever if they're going to implement it for week two, just as a have a backup option. Spare I mean, tire. Does, does that psychologically mess with Brett Maher? Not what just, else not, can not, explain not, it? I, I don't it just might. mean, like, like I mean, maybe if he didn't set anything down, it's no problem. But the fact that the official came over, brushed it, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is out of my routine. This is out of my process. Right. Yeah, it just, it, well, you know, the, the, these guys are creatures of habit. And if it throws your routine off, sure. you know, that's just something you got to work through. Uh, it doesn't matter what sport it is. It's like in baseball when they when they tell you you can't step out of the box anymore between pitches. You know, a lot of guys, it throws the routine off, and it's a, it's just about getting back on a rhythm. Steven's answer right there makes me feel like they're going to watch him through the week. We're going to evaluate him through the week and see what happens. Steven was also asked, did you feel like, like Jerry said, that that was Dak Prescott's best game ever? Well, he's certainly one of his best. I mean, you don't, you don't get a bigger stage than that. As I said, playoff football on the road against probably the – greatest quarterback to ever play the game uh you know it's a a huge performance and uh he was uh, pretty much flawless in in terms of his play last night and you know his leadership's always to the nines uh you know he's a big reason i think why uh, we had such a great practice great practices all week offense defense uh you know really had uh, had their best week and uh you know the big thing is now uh you know is to follow it up we probably didn't talk about this enough yesterday, basking in the glory of what happened and maybe ending Tom Brady's career. Tom Brady. But Dak Prescott's worst game ever followed immediately by his best game ever. How crazy is that? 
I mean, it's there's a resiliency factor to that. Uh, that you know, th- he has extreme confidence in his own ability. Yeah, uh, that's a great thing. That's a great thing to see. You know, there's also an inconsistency label that yep. that he has and that he's carried. Yep. Uh, and that, look, and that's the elite quarterbacks may have like one. So the, just say the Washington game, like an elite quarterback, like Patrick Mahomes might have like one of those games like every year and a half. And then your quarterbacks that are in, you know ranked between six and ten might have like one of those a year or two of those a year. And then you know your your, your ten through twenty might have like two of those a year, three of those a year, whatever, right? You know, just keep adding on to yeah. it. And and that's and that's look, that's just you got to deal with that. If you don't have Patrick Mahomes, you got to deal with those kind of games. Yesterday we found out the mystery team for Dan Quinn. We know about the Broncos Friday. We have the other team that Dan Quinn is going to interview with, plus Pizza Hut and Jesus in Philadelphia and New York as we go around the rest of the most powerful division left in football, the NFC East, with Jesus, Pizza Hut, and the other team trying to steal Dan Quinn next. The mystery team, besides the Denver Broncos, interested in stealing Dan Quinn from us with DQ's interview on Friday, is... The Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis set to interview Dan Quinn as well. well. I'm trying to think what job is a better job. Like, Denver's got a huge fan base. And I, I've always thought of Denver as a really, really, really well-run organization, but new ownership. New ownership. Uh, and Jim Irsay is kind of a, uh, what's the word? Uh, lunatic. <laughs> so Just a little. A little bit. Like, but but Indianapolis has got a decent roster, I think. So what's the better job? The one that's tied up to a bad quarterback or the one that doesn't have any quarterback? Right. Indy has significantly more cap space, so you get that flexibility. Um, you go live in Denver versus Indianapolis. Like oh, the yeah. Denver Broncos, let's not forget they're a they're a blue blood. Prior to so so at, when when Manning retired, they had like two losing seasons since like it, 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 since like nineteen seventy. Yeah, so it was crazy. Yeah, how 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 consistent they've been. You don't have draft capital in Denver either. No, like you've got the number four pick in Indy, and they've already got they do have a talented team. Remember, we're, we're a year removed. From them having the most pro bowlers in the NFL. They've they've still got talented players. They just they need a quarterback. They need the quarterback situation figured out. What do you think the percentage is that he is gone or back? Where however you want to take it. So I I'll, I'll preface this by saying last year when it was certain he was gone, uh that changed. That was not like, oh, he was never leaving. He was he was gone. Like he was telling people he was leaving. To Denver. Yes. And then Denver changed their mind. Um, I, I find it unlikely he'll be back just because I think that two years in a row, what he's done here in Dallas has been more than enough for a team to go, Oh, he can fix this. The one thing that may prevent him from getting a job is exactly what prevented him from getting a job last year, which is an ownership says we are not going with a defensive head coach. This is an offensive league. We're going with an offensive mind. And that is playing out in the postseason. by the way. Um, when you look at the teams left, let's see, I have like 40,000 stupid, here we go, uh, all these all these football picks in my phone and other picks. Remaining, ah! remaining playoff head coaches, Andy Reid, 
Zach Taylor, Doug Peterson, Sirianni, Shanahan, McCarthy, Dayball. McDermott is the only one of the eight who's a defensive guy. The only one of the eight, to your point. And he's got Josh Allen. And he's got Josh Allen. <laughs> who, uh, I guess, Broadus was saying the NFL Network yesterday, their new line that they were all debating yesterday is, is Josh Allen too reckless for Buffalo to win? Is Josh Allen a problem in Buffalo? Turns it over a lot. He, you know, when we were researching stuff for the game the other night, he led the NFL in red zone interceptions this year. You know he threw five in the red zone? And Brady hadn't thrown one for what? That's how I found it out. I was looking at Brady stats, and I saw that Allen had done it five times. But, you know, it is that's the way the league has gone, is that it's just you need the offensive coach. Now, look, you can look in, obviously, McDermott's been successful. Uh, I think the Jets are happy right now with Salah. And so, I mean, there are some instances where it works. Vrabel's gotten a lot of credit for his time in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Looks like Brandon Staley is safe. They fired the offensive coordinator yesterday. Yeah, Joe Lombardi, who I had no idea he was the OC there. Now, Staley, by the way, is a defensive guy. Right. Coming from the Rams. Which people don't, I don't think they usually equate him with defense. Right. New school analytical defensive coach. Right, yeah. That could be the name, new school. What? Keep going. Sorry. So <laughs> he was listening to Nui back in the day. Yeah, he was. <laughs> what was it called? Goodfellas. Goodfellas with Brian Estridge, Nui Scruggs, and Amanda Brown. Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Uh, yeah, it's like you could you, uh, for a half second. You got me. For a half second. For a half second, you got me, and then I realized your existence. Your existence. Um, so troll. yeah, like so, they, it looks like Staley's safe. Like they've made their decision. Their decision was to fire the OC. And, you know, with Staley being a defensive guy, he could kind of take a step back. He's like, hey, don't blame me for the uh, for, for, for the offense of the second half of that game. Uh, Follow-up to that. If I'm Sean Payton, am I starting to panic a little bit? Am I starting to sweat a little bit? The, uh, is the market... Why? Is, because, well, the Chargers job is out. I don't think he wanted... I don't think that's the one he wants. No, that's definitely the one he wants. No, I don't. I mean, he, he might have some. I think he won. The jobs that are open, I think he wants Arizona. What? That's where I think he'd like to go. Why? You've got a, You've already got the quarterback in place there. Hang on, team. stop, well, hey, stop. The Chargers have a quarterback in place. Uh, Kyler Murray, like, you, you, you want to you wanna stake your future to Kyler? I think what Sean Payton could draw up with Kyler would work well. I think Arizona would be attracted to the idea of a – I told you guys about going to a workout where a Saints player was like, oh, gosh, uh, you're here. Don't post any clips. Coach will get mad. Like, he's he's somebody who still has that oh, yeah. ability to put the fear of God into players. And that may be a little bit of what Kyler needs. They need discipline out there. He'll bring it. And I think what you look at is Arizona was a really talented team last year that it wasn't like the Denver situation where it's like, oh, my gosh, you can't score points and your quarterbacks. Over the head. It was just dysfunction. If he can come in there and clean up the dysfunction, he's got a ready-made contender. Uh, man, I just don't see any situation where Arizona's a better situation than the Chargers. And I, mean, I know, Her- I know the Chargers Herber- are poor. Herbert's gotten a mm. total pass. A total pass. But, I mean, I don't know anybody that would take Kyler Murray over Justin I Herbert. told you that Dak was higher than Herbert in, in week one rankings. Everyone just... Forgot about Herbert's final month. Not that he stunk it up, but Dak was better than Herbert over the final month. He just gets lost. Staley's going to catch all the criticism. What's the name of this new general manager in Arizona? Mon- oh, Monty. Monty Ossenfort? Ossenfort, yep. Monty Ossenfort came out strong yesterday. 
introduced as the new GM. I'm excited to embark on this next stage in Cardinals football. <laughs> We're going to focus on a completely unified message across the general manager, the head coach, and ownership to what exactly we want to be as a football organization. We're going to institute a thorough and exhaustive scouting process. We are going to turn over every stone to find the right players for this team. We are not just collecting talent. We're going to build a team. We're going to look for the right type of players. Ego will not be toler tolerated in this organization. We are going to look, we are going to look for oh. focused, oh, driven, yeah. and people that are willing to put the team first at every step of the way. You know, those are Kyler shots. Those, are Kyler, those shots. are Kyler shots, but rule number one when you're trying to stand up there and deliver your new message to the organization and the team, you got one line that he's trying to land. That was his big, oh, yeah. that was the big headline. Don't, don't stutter during it. Don't, don't have the hiccup. Don't have the me, as Mike Bassett <laughs> would say. The me. Don't have the me with the hesitation. And the stutter when you're trying to deliver that there will be no ego in this organization. Wow! We're gonna wow. Like <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely right at Kyler Murray. Yes, like that. It could not be more clear. <laughs> uh, he is he is not welcome in this organization. I mean, that wasn't directed. At, I don't know who it was directed to. If it wasn't to him, well, he's welcome. This guy is a yeah. bag of hot air sitting up there. Yeah. And if Sean Payton does want that job, this dude. It's just a placeholder for Sean Payton coming in to be the real general manager. Yeah, I mean, who what, is this guy? He came from the Titans. Titans. He's been their director of player personnel, but he's also he's a a New England culture guy. He spent years in New England oh. doing scouting, and so well, those, we know those Derek, haven't always worked. We know out. Derek Carr's not going to Arizona. Nope, nope. Derek Carr after uh, that little report that came yeah, out. Yeah, there was a uh, there was a story out there that he. Uh, we'll get to. We'll get to it. I, I, I want to talk about that more in depth. John Harbaugh, by the way, mm -hmm. staying at Michigan. Jim. 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 Jim, I'm sorry. Dang it, I did the fossil. Fossil thing. and Harbaugh, we're flipping them, man. Fossil <laughs> and Harbaugh. Did it surprise you? Because you, you, had, you had found a story that Harbaugh was ticked off. Well, he was upset that he didn't get enough pool money for his coaches, uh, that the raise they were that he was promised uh, did not come to fruition at the amount that he wanted. Uh, and also, I thought that there was another issue, which was the uh, the 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 allegations against the, the 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 program, as they would say in the deep south, program. they call it a program. <laughs> uh, but the allegations against the program, um, I, I thought because they're level one violations, which is the worst. These are the same violations that got Bruce Pearl basically banished from college from college basketball for three years, a show cause penalty. Uh, Jim had a you know basically had a cookout, got a kid a hamburger, and lied about it. Like that, it seems very very small. Yeah. But in the eyes of the NCAA, you're probably better off murdering somebody. <laughs> uh, yeah, cover yeah. cover up is worse than the crime for them. Yeah. So he lied about it. That's what would get him in trouble. And that, and I thought, okay, he may be pulling a Pete Carroll, cutting and running. Just get out of here. Let's just worry about it later. Right. Do you want? All right. Let's take, bring it inside the NFC East with the Giants, the Cowboys, and the Eagles all representing. Do you want stuff crust, or do you want Jesus? Oh, I mean, I think everybody wants Jesus. Okay. Brian Dayball was asked if he's tried walking on water after they beat the Vikings. Yeah, one quickie. Have you uh, tried to walk on water or multiply uh, loaves and fish today? Have I? Yes. Tom, I would sink like a son of a you know what? I gotta say, over the last like forty-eight hours, I'm starting to come around to this guy a little oh, bit. Oh wow! Why? What? What? What turned you? Listen to, listen to the New Yorkiness, though, in the oh, question. Let's listen to this one more time. 
Yeah, one quickie. Have you uh, tried to walk on water or multiply uh, loaves and fish today? Today? I? Yes. Tom, I would sink like a son of a <laughs> What, I thought they were the tough New York media. Not uh, you're Jesus. You are you are Jesus stable or Dabes. I call him Dabes, Dabes personally. Dabes. But uh, I thought they were supposed to be like tough and ask it all. And instead, they're just going like, "Are you are you the second coming?" <laughs> it's really that. I mean, it's just the just the the, the backup. You know, the, the 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 comeback to that question. Yeah, I would stick like a rock. That 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 made you change after 17 weeks. It's you know, it doesn't take a lot. It, it, was, it wasn't lot. the lack of a neck. It wasn't the meatball nature. You know, look, I, I think he's a fake meatball, but he didn't. He, I didn't see him do the same. He's a turkey meatball. Yeah, he, he's, he's, yeah. He's, <laughs> I didn't see him it's do the reference. same fake pump up after the game. Yesterday. He just walked up there like like I, he had done it before. I wasn't referencing anything. I was just talking about turkey meatballs weren't as good. It's a good reference. It was a, to, fat it's a fake meatball. It was a fat content yeah. statement. Okay, fine. Don't take the credit. Your references are terrible. What Sean. was the reference? <laughs> in general, just call it a turkey meatball instead of a meatball. Like comparing it as like a fake meatball. Oh, I didn't know if it was like a show or a movie. No, no, no. Okay. Yes, it was a good reference. <laughs> All right, now <laughs> we go from meatballs to pizza. Nick Siri. God, this is amazing because you just have two two groups of morons going at each other with the way that Giants fans reacted to. The raccoon saying this. Oh uh, yeah, Scott, uh, Kaniki guys. I want. I was like kind of craving a Pizza Hut stuffed crust pizza, which is I haven't had that in a while. That's, that's not something I get to get at home. Um, so we had that. Um, it was in the offensive staff room. Um, uh, yeah, I won't get into that, Howard. I won't get into that, Howard. So I think that was Eskin mm-hmm. being his trolley self. But Pizza Hut was trending, and stuffed crust was Sirianni. Now. All the pizza makers in Philadelphia are rolling in their graves, furious that Sirianni. That was my first thought, um, because Bobby just went to Philly, and I'm like, "You got to go to this pizza place, and there's that place, and they got bakeries there, and the bread and the water. It's 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 fantastic. One of the best cities in the country for like bread, pizza, sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And here he is ordering Pizza Hut. But then I was like, we all have that. You, you, sometimes you just get that craving for something fast foody. Oh yeah, right. For sure. Yeah, yeah you're gonna go and get. Craft burgers in a well, this craving is Bobby's everyday life mm-hmm. for the chain restaurants. But yes. sometimes you just want a McDonald's burger. Sometimes you just want you just want a fast food burger versus the better overall. The better overall. The That's, better overall burger. Yeah, you want something quick, you want something easier. Yeah. Uh I get it. I've I've been there before. Not on the road usually. But here are the Giants fans. <laughs> I hope Dayball and the team watch this video and realize the Eagles aren't taking this game seriously. Though that'll light a fire for us to play harder this Saturday. Follow up. Couldn't agree more. No one should be eating anything. Let's say you know your team is locked in and ready to play. And then all the different Giants fans. I want the Giants to win so bad the disrespect and arrogance is obvious by this guy. They're furious that Sirianni and them were eating while watching Giants Vikings in preparation. Oh, and there's what like do you do? What? six different messages here from Giants fans. Hey, dope. What do you think Brian Dayball <laughs> does when he watches film? <laughs> he eats. Yeah, they all eat. They all have a bowl of candy in their offices. Yes, they're having chips and queso. They're having or, or queso, as they would probably say in New York. That's what they're doing when they're when they're watching film. Everybody <laughs> eats when they're watching film. Your media literally just asked the coach if he's walked on water and and multiplied fish and bread. <laughs> Bulletin board material. Oh yeah. Here from a Giants tweeter. So 
God, just two fan bases. If they just did each other off, that would be fantastic. Uh, Sean, RJ, and Bobby here on DFW Sports Station, 105.3 The Fan. Oh, Mark Cuban, a little cry, baby. Oh, Mark got the mural taken down. Mark got his way with the Luca painting. Mark Cuban crying over something in deep Ellum. Next on The Fan. Mavs are back in action tonight against the Hawks. Choppy jamming out on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube. 6 a.m. club in full effect here on Sean, RJ, and Bobby. Thanks for being a Tolo. Let's answer. Turn it on. Leave it on. And this is about Mark Cuban and his tears. What a crybaby. What a whiner. Good Lord. There was a mural done in Deep Ellum with some of Luca's stats and his monster stat lines. And it also has Luca holding up a big blue sign that says, please send help. So this is Preston Panik, who is obviously a Mavs fan, and he's alluding to what we always talk about here on the show, that the Mavs front office screwed Dirk at the end of his career, and they're currently screwing Luka Doncic, and we all have a terrified feeling that Luka is eventually going to leave because of it. I don't know why this artist and Mark Cuban started emailing or corresponding but Paneer showed a message, Preston, excuse me, showed a message from Cuban calling it disrespectful. It's disrespectful what you're doing as a Mavs fan. Yeah. And mm. the artist is like, I'm a little bit confused why a billionaire is messaging me. I thought that he would get the joke. But no, Cuban said, just because you're first doesn't mean you're right. It's your choice to do what you want. If that's the way you want to be as a fan, go for it. Go Mavs. I think you're a fantastic artist. I've seen some of your other stuff, but this is disrespectful. Well, now the mural is being taken down, Ugh. and they're going to do some other type of Luca honor. So a replacement is in the works with the help and blessing of Luca himself. Jesus. Uh, yeah, it, it is disrespectful, and that's kind of the point. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of the point of the mural. Um, I, I, I this is the guy said ten percent of people are a little bit upset that we're talking badly about the other Mavs players. Mm. It's all it's always a good sign uh, whenever you're you're a powerful person involved in having protest art taken down. That usually <laughs> has not you know led to anything problematic in the course of history. And so I think Mark Cuban is uh, in good company with that. Uh, it's just it's. Everybody is saying this. This is not a new, like, like, I think it's weird to pick on this. Why are you picking on this specific thing? Because literally everyone is saying it. We're saying it all day on the station, whatever the Mavericks come up. Everybody else in it, TNT sitting up there. I guess it's just because Cuban, what, can, does Cuban feel like he's in a better position to bully this person into shutting up than I mean, TNT I'm, or whoever else? Yeah, because he's local, because he's here. Yeah. And yeah. this is either an instance of the truth hurts or... Mark is delusional, and KMC is convincing me week by week that Mark is delusional and not totally aware that what he currently has is not nearly enough. And Cuban, as Stephen A. Smith told us last week, could come back and say, we just went to the Western Conference Finals, okay? Settle down. And he he has that in his back pocket. While the rest of us feel like, at least I'll speak for myself, Kevin Hagelin and Mike Bassick thought that they were better than last year. Uh, I think that was a fluke. 
Charles Barkley thinks that that was a fluke. But why you get involved with things to this level? This is why I always tell people about Jerry Jones. When my buddies or other radio shows have us on, they're like, RJ, what's Jerry really like? Right? This week in San Francisco, we go on, what's Jerry really like? And I'm like, he is the best individual that I've ever dealt with in terms of understanding what we do in sports radio. Dan Snyder, Mark Cuban, Kansas City was pretty decent. I was only there for a year. The rabbit ears that go up. Peter Angelos in D.C. All the other franchises, they they react and they're sensitive. And and you told me yesterday that Mark Cuban didn't used to be this way when he first got when he first became the owner. You know, 20, 22 years ago, he wasn't like that. You know, he was like, "Yeah, just talk about us." You know, we yeah. because at the time. The Mavericks were, I mean, you, you go to the arena, you go to reunion, and there, you, you, it was you and your, you know, 2,000 of your closest friends watching Hubert <laughs> Davis bank him off from, from 12 feet. Like, that's what it was. The Robert Pack. Right. It, it, they weren't a great team. Like, you get tickets to any game. Uh, and, and he just wanted to be talked about. And then something changed. They got good. Uh, he started catching the heat for, hey, what, 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 why, why is this team constantly coming up short? They're soft, all that stuff, and he just stopped. He stopped wanting to hear it. Who changed more from day one, Cuban or Romo? Because Romo had his own radio show. Romo, he would had like do a, a player show, like Tank with us. He would do the weekly radio show. He did on ESPN for a long time. Um, it was what for two years, I guess. Did he change? No, I just mean becoming more generic. Oh, he definitely became more generic. Yeah. Oh yeah, he, there, there's no doubt. Cuban's not generic. I don't think. No. So yeah, he changed more. He's from just that sensitive. Standpoint. Yes, I mean this is this is like this this is really wussy what he did, the, and they're changing the painting. Like it's a small little painting in Deep Ellum. Like you're, you're the billionaire owner of the Dallas Mavericks dealing with Shark Tank and pharmaceutical companies, which I give him a lot of praise for. Don't you? It always amazes me in life how people have time for stuff like this when I think that they're really really busy. People who have three kids. People who have four or five kids, like they're just, people who have newborns, they're always like getting their nose involved in things that where I'm like, how do you have time for this? I'm, I'm barely fitting in my schedule with one, two and a half year old and this job. How, how are you doing this? But there's Cuban's tears wiping away the painting. I, ho- I hope the new painting is just, you know, something directed at Cuban specifically now. Like, oh, I'll yeah. take it down. And then it's just mocking Cuban. No, this artist probably is very happy. Like Cuban... Cuban took this to Luke and was like, can you do something? Like, can you just, can you associate yourself with this? So this guy, you know, he changes this and, and puts up something more positive. So now this artist has an affiliation with Luka Doncic and it's like, okay, yeah, I'll take it down. Number 77, rock star, let's do it. Yep. And, and you, put Cuban out there with a extremely tight shirt on, <laughs> on the mural. And we have some evidence to prove whether this please send help was was right or disrespectful? Yeah, well, this is interesting to me. So Bleacher Report uh, last week had ranked the NBA stars with the worst supporting cast because I think every one of us have felt like it's Luka. Like, it's not close. There's nobody who's had more trouble with it. And so Bleacher Report put this together, and I was kind of surprised by the rankings. First off, number five was Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Okay, if you've got another, you don't get to have you worst don't get, supporting cast. You don't argument. get to have, you're out. Then it's okay. It's DeMar DeRozan and the Bulls. They've got some players. Levine's good. Like, they've got 
They've got Plus, talent. DeMar DeRozan's not a star. No, he's, he's uh, he doesn't have a legacy like Dak Prescott, as Nick Wright told us. <laughs> uh, but here was what was interesting. Number three was Luka. They say that they're – I'm stunned that they would come up with two teams that had a worse supporting cast than Luka. Who are they? LaMelo Ball with the Hornets, which I don't buy. I, I mean, honestly, because you got, they have Terry Rozier. They've got – Kelly Oubre and, and look like Rozier's not having the best year I know people have like mocked his contract and everything like that but I'd take Rozier Oubre I'd take those guys on the Mavericks any day of the week to play with Luka I also am kind of disqualifying LaMelo Ball from this discussion LaMelo Ball's mm. a fantastic player yeah but he's not like he's not a he's not a superstar yet no not at all oh my lord number one 24 8 and 5 those are his numbers mm. this year. He's really good. 24, 8, and 5. Now that is superstar worthy. He's just not there yet. So I'm not I'm not I'm not looking at LaMelo's supporting cast and comparing it to Luca. The number one is the is where you have an argument. It's the only team that's in an argument, and it's Shea Gilgis Alexander in Oklahoma City. They're bad. Okay. Yeah, they're bad, but they're they're trying to be bad. <laughs> but but Shea's not Luca yet. <laughs> no. And and I get okay, so, to be so if we're if, <laughs> if we're not just qualified as somebody on Luca's level, I know we're gonna run out of names pretty quick if you do it like that. Yeah. If you're just saying the best player on a team that doesn't have help, yeah, Shea's up there. He doesn't have a ton of help. But Josh Giddy's really good. He's young, top like lottery type pick player. I understand right now he doesn't have help, but Chet Holmgren's going to be back next year. He's going to have help there. So I, I don't think that the, the only one that there's sort of an argument for is the Thunder, but that's just because like Chet Holmgren's out and they're injured mm-hmm. and that's, and Shea's not anywhere in Luca's ballpark. So to me, yeah, I, I don't see how you could have anybody, but Luca and the Mavs is number one. Totally. Is Cuban getting killed on the truckwork.com text line? He gets killed everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, not like, not the best. His last PR move he made was like calling Twitter basketball fans dumb. Mavs Twitter fans pretty stupid. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. That was the last thing that I remembered Cuban did. Uh, people were coming in with names like Dame Lillard. Um, ah. Yeah, that, that one. And then the, you yeah, know, Dame Lillard belongs on that list. More than more than Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Yes. Cubans changed way more. Uh, than on that Romo comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he used to throw in cash to every trade because he could, whatever happened to that. Mark's just sensitive. He got butt hurt on Shark Tank. Because, you know, somebody had the Warriors logo, I guess. I don't know. Something like that happened. Um, you know, the artists should start the L F F L club. The Luca fan for life. Ah. LFFL. I, I, you know, the the when people talk about the change, Sean, you weren't here for this, so I don't know if it was national or if you remember this in the in the discussion, which was like when he had gotten fined for saying that Joey Crawford, I think it was, couldn't ma- like manage a Dairy Queen. He was criticizing him as an official. Yeah. And then Dairy Queen was like, hey, we, our Dairy Queen managers work hard. Cuban went out and managed a Dairy Queen yeah, for that a, was day, a nat- yeah. Yeah. National like, story. And so to me, it's just like he... I couldn't see him doing that in the last decade. The things he did, the the stunts, or not even the stunts, just the the PR in the community. He was he was all over the town the first five years he was here, and he's just it's not the same anymore. Eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three is the truckwreck.com text time. We're live on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube. It's the Hump Day edition. Okay. The playmaker Michael Irvin is going to be joining us at eight forty. Yeah. The whale alert. What are the Cowboys? doing right now about Brett Maher 
and they start looking forward to San Francisco with previews from Mike McCarthy and Stephen Jones. Plus, Jalen Hurts says that he may be targeted by the New York Giants and everyone else that Philly may see moving forward. Plus, the Stars are back in action as well. Hump Day headlines after this. Okay.